and podcast where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, aka Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... I'm Imaginative on Instagram, aka Ava. Wow, I really bungled that opening. It's a good thing that... Backwards, but it's okay. Everyone knows Backwards day. <laughs> so, uh, can you tell we're getting towards the end of season two? Hello. Um, Literally. The end of our day. <laughs> so, uh, today's episode, we are going to be doing a recap, a reading roundup, if you will, for February. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Which... We say whoop whoop with such like mildness <laughs> because it was not a good reading month, unfortunately. It was a slow like, full reading transparency. Month. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. things did not go my way, is what I would say. <laughs> I had like a definitive plan for February. And even though I'm a mood reader, so like I knew that I would shift it up a little bit, but I did not realize like how much I would be shifting it up. So yeah, that's a shame. But anyway. <laughs> We're not here to talk about my woes. We're here to talk about all of the books that we read in February, including what we read for the reading challenge, and then all of the books that we are planning to read for March. So without further ado, um, just in case anyone needs a quick refresher, because it's now been about a month since we talked about it, um, the Readtastic challenge prompt for February was to read a foodie book. Um... It's a pretty flexible chat, like prompt, I would say. Um, you could read a book that had food on the cover, a book that took place in a bakery or restaurant or other foodie area, or a book that featured a character who was a chef or a baker, you know, anything really uh, were flexible. Um, so Steph, tell us what you read for February. So... The book that I read for February was Nuts by Alice Clayton. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Don't uh, mind me. I'm very apt title. Um, yes. Um, I know. I'm pretty sure that I talked about it in our January wrap up episode um, when we were kind of giving recommendations for February. Um, I did an audio reread of it and it was really fun it was like a fun little like <laughs> i don't know because it's it's a book that i haven't read in a very 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 long time um uh, i want to say that it's five mm-hmm. or six years old at this point um and and actually doesn't seem like it's actually that long of a time but i guess if you think about how many books we've read in the last five or six years <laughs> it feels like a lot longer i guess um the audio is really great it's a rom-com um and it fits the prompt on so many levels because the heroine is a like private like celebrity chef um amazing yeah so she's she's a chef and uh he's a farmer um selling his nuts if you will um <laughs> so it was great shenanigans um <laughs> I, I loved it as much as the first time and it felt like re kind of reading it for the first time because there were a lot of things that I like didn't remember. So that was mine. What what about you, Ava? Well, so my intention was to either read um, Alexis Palmer or I'm sorry, not Alexis Palmer. Rosalie Palmer takes the cake or Battle Royale. Um, I'm sorry, Battle Royal, not Royale. There's no E on the end of that. Um, I haven't actually made it around to either of those books yet, but it's February 20th. I still have eight days. Um, I can do it. Um, but I'm going to throw an honorable mention to Culty, which is like an undercover foodie romance in the sense that, um, (laughs) the main heroine, so it's definitely like enemies to lovers, kind like with a twist, I would say, because she doesn't like actually hate him and he doesn't like actually hate her but they definitely make disparaging comments towards each other quite a bit throughout the book um but one of the things that you know she does when she's flying into a particular rage over anything that Colty has done is so he's German and so she'll just call him by like German foods so one of my favorite scenes and it's even funnier when you're listening to the audio because you're like listening to a person like scream this um (laughs) she freaks out on him and calls him like a fucking sauerkraut and like you stupid ass bratwurst and just like all of these like German foods um which are delicious which is 
so good. So I know. I'm like, this really like, is not she the was dig. Like, you're delicious. She wants to um, eat him. Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to gobble him right up, which honestly can't say I blame her. Seriously, probably one of like my favorite books of all time. I just can't stop listening to the audio. It's so fun and enjoyable. Um, I'm specifically not adding you stuff. Um, anyway, I'm just m- side note. While Ava's talking, I'm muting my mic so that I can eat. <laughs> So, which perfect, you know, right? I'm eating my cake, so therefore, there's nothing that you're going to say whilst I am That's muted true. that I'm going to take you any offense to, to it. So, um, I'm perfect. just gonna keep eating this cake, okay? Goodbye, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> while we let her eat cake, um, yeah, I would say culty, especially because, like, towards the like middle mark, um, so Sal is. Uh, I want to say she's Latinx and, well, I don't want to say. I know for sure she is. And so in response, he starts calling her like taco and burrito and enchilada um, whenever she like does anything to like piss him off, which is even funnier. And she kind of like points out some of like the cultural misconceptions, which like, you know, there's a lot of obviously like layers and depths to this, but the, you know, um... I would say that Germans and, you know, please someone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but at least in America, like, Germans aren't in the public eye the way that, like, the Mexican-American community is. And so she just has a lot of time, like, fun, like, ribbing him back because um, it's, like, you know, she's, like, explaining, like, cultural differences because obviously, like, if you're, you know, you're talking about the Latinx community, like, that's that's a broad range of, like, countries and cultures that you're talking about, whereas, like, Germany is, like... Germany <laughs> um and obviously there's like influence from other cultures but it's definitely not to the same degree um and so she has a lot of fun like ribbing him um that he can't necessarily like do back to her and it's just it's so funny um it kind of made me hungry it definitely made me want a hot German soccer playing boyfriend Sausage. Oh. um wow yes I thought you were supposed to stay quiet ma'am well no I mean <laughs> I take sausage innuendos very seriously. Um, okay. So. Well. <laughs> Anyways, I'm then sorry. Yes. Uh, anytime definitely. I can insert, definitely. if you will, a sausage innuendo, um, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I will say there's a healthy dose of sausage at the very end. Mm. So yeah. that's yeah, all I'm right, going to say. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean that. Did you finish it? Did you even fucking finish I it? I did. Man? I did finish it. Okay, so so there if you anybody go. wants to know what my issue here is, is that listen, <laughs> Mariana Zapata, she's a great author. I'm not gonna like knock her. I just can't read a book that it takes like ninety percent for the couples to even kiss. Like I can't do it. Um, no, thank you. Uh, that's just not okay. for me. It's not for me. Um. Well, and I get it. Let me I get ask it, you. But no thanks. <laughs> let me ask you a question because I'm going to segue into our next question, mm-hmm. which is basically like, what did we read in February? And obviously, I was on a Mariana Zapata kick. Um, and I want to ask you, Steph, did you read Under Lock? Because that's the one that I'm reading right now. Let me ask. Did you read it? I don't think I've read that one. Uh, I've read okay. Colty, I've read um, Langus, I've read, what was the other one? I feel like Wall of Winnipeg might have been after Colty. Um, Wall of Winnipeg came after, came out after Colty, so that yeah. would make sense. Um, and I know that I've read one other one, and I can't, I don't know why my brain is just not... Underlock is motor is like a motorcycle club. Like it has sons of anarchy vibes. Yeah. If that rings a bell. No. Mm-mm. Okay. So I'm bringing it up because, and this is again, my, I promise it's relevant because we're talking about what we read in February and I will start. Um, so I'm reading it right now. I'm almost done. I'm like 15 pages away from the ending. Um, you actually interrupted me. Um, so Steph called me to start recording and she interrupted a sex scene, which, you know, if it's Mariana Zapata, those are coveted things. Um, but anyway, I'm bringing up under lock because it takes, it's, there's actually like much more steam in it than I was expecting slash anticipating. And you only have to wait about 60% to get to it. And then it's pretty consistent. 
it's like every other chapter so I'm thinking this is my this is my my nudge to suggest that Steph maybe try under lock if she wants to make me happy but I also know that Steph does literally not give one single fuck I so really don't. who knows if anyone wants to join me in pressuring her to read under lock most likely that will only Best make her not want you. to read it more um but I am telling you stuff just as I'm telling the listeners who if you're also in the same boat which again I respect if you don't like slow burn to that degree I get it I respect it but I'm telling you that with under lock it actually is a different formula than what I've come to expect from Mariana Zapata. There is steam. It is an intriguing plot. I do like the main heroine. I definitely like the hero. Um, and you don't have to wait that long. And it's pretty consistent once you start getting it. So if anyone's like, oh, well, I don't really love slow burn, but I kind of want to maybe try this author that Ava won't shut up about, I recommend you start there. And that is that. So, <laughs> Steph, anyway, segueing back into our my original question. Um, with what have you read in February? How many books did you read? Do you know? Did you keep track? Um, yeah, I've read six books in February. Uh, and Mood. I've DNF'd, like... Mood? Four books in February. Um... The books that I have read are on brand. Um, I read Allie Hazelwood's Under One Roof, the first novella. Um, I've read Deceived by the Gargoyles by Lillian Lark. Um, Omegaverse, because on brand. Um, I read an early manuscript copy of The Prince's Poison Vow by Haley Turner, which is a super queer um steampunk fantasy um it's the first book of a series i i i die and while i Mm. like while it would normally be on brand for me um it this one is told in multiple povs and some of the sex actually isn't even on the page but it is very true to high fantasy like where you typically don't get a lot of like yeah and I didn't mind it at all. So if I'm saying oh, that, shit. right. So if I'm saying that, then that means that it's it's good. It's quality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I read that. And then um, I had a couple of rereads. Um, I did, uh, when we went to Austin, I my audio book that I was listening to on my way home was um, The Discovery of Witches. And then I finished that, like... Shocking. I mean... I only reread that like 17 times a year. Um, <laughs> and I read it. Well, also, I was waiting for my copy of Hosab to arrive, uh, like my physical copy. And Ava knows this because we were recording on one of the days and she was ironically finishing up Hosab. And um, like I had <laughs> I was tired of waiting. I had pre-ordered it through like all of the retailers, basically all of the special editions that you could get. I pre-ordered them. And none of them were arriving on release day. Like, none of them. I, I don't understand. Um, and so on, I think it was on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday we were recording or something. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to order, like, same-day delivery, like, through Target. <laughs> and that's all I really wanted was the, the stupid book. And the person delivered. And I go out to pick up my bags. And the book wasn't in the bag and classic <laughs> right and so i actually was not able to start hosab until thursday basically um so i am currently because we are recording this before the actual end of february i'm currently still reading um hosab so i will have finished hosab definitely will not be a dnfing it i'm like 75 percent in <laughs> right now so that is not one of my dnfs um and I read Good Girl Complex. That was, that should have been a DNF and it wasn't. <laughs> uh, our patrons got a taste of that. We did a DNF episode <laughs> for our Patreon and they know why. So any patrons listening, you you know why I DNF that book. Um, yeah. So what about you, Ava? What did you, how many books did you read? What'd you love? What'd you not like? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, it was really impressive. I read a grand total of five. Wow. Um, How did I read one yeah. more than you? Okay. Like that's well, shocking. actually, don't don't stop now because February isn't over, and I'm literally 15 pages away from finishing Underlock. So basically, I've read six. Um, but yeah, let's see. I read The Legacy by L. Kennedy, which was not as good as the rest of the off-campus books, but um. I got more Garrett Graham, and Garrett Graham at this point is kind of like a comfort character to me. Um, he's just really, I, like, I don't know. I feel like, I have a feeling that I'll be, like, picking up the deal for quite a while and just, like, occasionally flipping through it. Maybe not even doing, like, a full-blown reread, but just, like, checking and seeing, catching up on my favorite scenes. Um, I read Culty. Again, I am... Culty sparked my love of Mariana Zapata. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Wall of Winnipeg. I gave, <laughs> I gave it a four star. Shut up! <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I don't know if she'll include the audio of her laughing, so I'm telling you all right now that she's laughing at me. Um, but it, it really did. I like I said, I enjoyed the Wall of Winnipeg, but Culty really just like, like rocket shipped my love and adoration for Mariana Zapata into the stratosphere. Um, I love this book. It's one of my all-time favorite romances, and Steph can suck it, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I also read The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, which, just like a tiny story about this book, I got it from the library um, just because I've, I've been trying to get into the habit of, like, reading books before I'm sure that I'm going to buy them, mm-hmm. um, just in case I only want to read them once. Um So I got the love hypothesis from the library. I read the first page. And mind you, the first page has like the like chapter heading on it, which really means that it's about two (laughs) paragraphs of text. Uh And I immediately returned it to the library because I was like, I'm buying this book. It is already so good. And sure enough, it is so fucking good. I read this book in maybe three hours. I could not put it down. I loved it so, so much. I'm so glad that we got to talk with Allie um and just like just non-stop fangirling I seriously I'm obsessed with it I love Adam I love Olive I love the whole concept the whole story Allie Hazelwood really has like earned a lifelong fan I I freaking loved it um obviously I read House of Sky and Breath um I'm reading Under Lock right now I'm currently also reading Leviathan Wakes by James A. Corey um it is a space opera it's not steamy so for anyone who's like oh my god is there steam no (laughs) at least I mean I'm 150 pages in um so who knows maybe there is some but I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna happen um but I definitely wanted something that was like a little bit different I've just been reading quite a bit of romance and obviously I love romance but I wanted something that wasn't just like a strict straight up romance and this is a space opera that is very highly regarded and I'm actually really loving it I won't lie sometimes sci-fi especially bogs me down with like the world building because they have to like explain physics and shit and I'm like I don't know how to tell you that I don't give a fuck how your spaceships work like I really do not care if you tell me they can get from point a to point b in two seconds I am not gonna (laughs) fight you on that like I really like you just you tell me how it is and I will eat that shit up um but fortunately this book doesn't do that it drops like maybe a couple of sentences in terms of like here's how shit works that is easily skimmable and then the rest of it is mostly character as well as a super intriguing plot it's kind of like if Agatha Christie was in space um So I'm only 150 pages in, but I'm really enjoying it. It's, like I said, very different, but um, it's quick paced. The characters are fascinating. And so I'm I'm really liking it. So if you're wanting something that's completely separate, um, I know that a lot of people are going to be reading Hosab, you know, in this era that we're in right now, obviously. Um, (laughs) And I recently posted about like my tips and tricks for getting over a Sarah J Mass hangover. And one of those tricks is reading something that is completely different from any of the genres that Sarah writes in. And so if you're looking for, I know for a fact that Leviathan Wakes is kind of operating in that way for me. So if you're looking for something that is totally different, um, that you won't be able to compare to Sarah's books, then I would recommend Leviathan Wakes. Um, There is a TV show as well. So if you're like, man, I really want to try the book, you can try that. I've heard it's really good. So 
Oh, and then I read Spark by Bridget Kemmer. It was a reread. I just re-listened to it on audio. It was so, 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 so good. I love that book to like bits. It's amazing. Um, and then finally, before I move on to our next question, um, the last book that I completed was Barbarian Alien. Um, the second book <laughs> in the Ice Planet Barbarian series the sad thing is that I am now the, um, I'm not proud, <laughs> the unproud slash ashamed owner of a physical edition that I purchased with my own hard-earned money um, that I make at my 13 hour, $13 an hour minimum wage job. So that's that. And I mean, the one plus side, I mean, everybody, <laughs> everybody loves, everybody will get a chance to hear because... Um, as Ava said, we hosted Allie and, uh, it'll be publicly posted in March or April. I can't remember. Um, but I, I think Allie was the one to convince, to fully convince she actually Ava to get, get on board. Um, you know, basically what the rest of us have been trying to do with Ava because she made the mistake of her first exposure to <laughs> the Ice Planet Barbarians was audio, which why? Let um, me be clear that any exposure is bad. Any exposure <laughs> is bad. I just, I, I just think that you know, if you're gonna delve into Blue Planet books, I just would like somebody who's never or up until that point had not yet read anything in that subgenre. Like, I would have not suggested audio at all. Um, so anyways, I just, I find it very funny that she ended up enjoying it. And, and I don't mean haha funny, just like lulls. And, and this will be in another episode. We'll tell you why. Like there, there, there were some other layers to that, but it just tickled. Yeah, I'm we'll so tickled. I'm tickled. When I'm not was, traumatized. That it was we'll not a DNF. It. Uh, it was not a DNF for you in well, February. So. once again... <laughs> And we, I explained this in my, I explained this in the DNF episode that we talked about, but I feel uncomfy when I DNF books that I have purchased with my own money. Um, I try not to do that, even though I can resell them. Although the idea of like bringing Barbarian Alien to like a reseller and being like here (laughs) makes me so uncomfortable too. So I'll probably never get rid of it on account of the fact that I never (laughs) want to be seen with this book. Um, anyway, but there's also... Listen, and I'm so (laughs) to anyone who's to anyone who is a patron and you're listening to this, you can go back and watch our um, episode with Allie Hazelwood. There really aren't spoilers for the love hypothesis, so you can watch it even if you haven't read the book, really. Um, And I would encourage you to do so. Folks who are listening publicly, the the episode and the audio transcription will be available in March. um, So stay tuned. I'm sorry, it will be available in April. So stay tuned. Um please go listen to that because she truly is like one of the most amazing human beings ever. She's so sweet. She's so nice. I just like, it's like when you see someone and it's almost like an insta love situation where you're like, I would die for you. And that's how I felt about (laughs) Allie Hazelwood. And so when she said, oh my God, the Ice Planet Barbarians is so good, but picture that in an Italian accent. I was like, yes, Yes, ma'am. I believe you're correct. No one's ever been more right than you. No when one you has said ever that suggested this to me ever. No, I know. I was like, I've never heard of this series, but I must, I must endeavor. And having suffered through Georgie and Volkswagen's story, I figured I would just pick Volkswagen. up fucking what's her you. faces. What's her name? Liz and God. His name is like Vectel. I don't know. Oh, Vectel was Volkswagen, right? Right. Vectel is Volkswagen. This guy's <laughs> name is R. I don't know. We're just gonna call him. God, what should his name be? Raising Canes. That's the only like brand that I know. So Liz and Raising Canes, um, their story. And yeah, did it suck? It did. Did I kind of like it? Yeah. Part of me thinks that Allie Hazelwood brainwashed me. Honest to God, sure. I think that I walked away from that experience with like a lobotomy somehow. Sure. Oh my God. Sure. sure. Shut it's up. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. Shut up. It's all right. You can just like it. Okay. You know, you could just like okay. it, and you know, it has I, but nothing I didn't to like do it. with a- with Allie. So it ha- it has everything to do with Allie. <laughs> 
But anyway, moving on from Allie, Steph, tell me your least favorite read of February and then tell me your fate. Oh my god, I just burped because of wine. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> tell me your least favorite and then your favorite read of February. Yeah, that's not getting edited out. Um, just out of spite. Um, <laughs> um, my least favorite read of February was Good Girl Complex by L. Kennedy. Uh, oof, footy oof. Like, I really <laughs> wish that I loved it or even liked it. Um, I just didn't. And, uh, again, for any patrons <laughs> who are listening, um, we talked about it in our DNF episode, it was listed as one of the books that I read that I wish I had DNF'd. Um, I, it was an audio read. And the only reason that I didn't DNF it was because I was like actively doing something and, and my phone wasn't like on me for me to be able to like turn the audiobook off or like switch to a different audio. So I ended up just like suffering through it. And I will say that like the first like 20-ish percent was fine. But then it just like bordered ridiculous. And then like mm. just every like just the conflict seemed trivial. And then just the resolution seemed rushed. It just it was too much. Um, right. And then I just didn't care um, by the end of it. So that was definitely my least favorite. And I'm sure, although I haven't finished it, that Hosab will be my favorite read of February, um, hands down. Um, because it's really, really good so far. Um, it's obviously a lot more, no spoilers, like it's obviously more fast paced than the first one. Um, because of course, like there's a lot of world building, world, world building that's happening in the beginning of House of Earth and Blood. Um, so I feel like the pacing was a little slower in the beginning and then it kind of like hits its stride, mm -hmm. but I kind of feel like it's just like nonstop. Um, <laughs> and the, the fact that I've been able to like put the book do down multiple times is actually very shocking to me. And a lot of yeah. the times it's literally been because I, I fell asleep. <laughs> so like, that's the only reason well, why I stopped reading. Um, or obviously I had to... Fair record this podcast um or I would have been still reading um so yeah so that is I, I think that it's safe to assume that Hosab will be my top read of February so what about you Ava I mean I like I want to say Hosab but I'm also gonna kind of put Hosab in like its own category because I feel like at this point I mean this this podcast started as Mastastic so I feel like Sarah J Mass just gets her own category um and so obviously like hosab no brainer but if hosab didn't exist it would be a really hard toss up in between the love hypothesis and culty i really i was taken aback by how much i loved both of those books um i had just been coming off of kennedy ryan's books i'd been coming off of l kennedy um i'd been coming off of lisa claypass so i'd had a really strong january and i was like I'm kind of romanced out. I don't know if I want to read more romance. Um, and obviously, like, I'm not talking about books with romantic elements because obviously that's Hosab. I'm talking about, like, straight up, like, romance books, which the love hypothesis is. I mean, love is literally in the title. Um, but I flipping adored them. I just, I couldn't stop listening. I couldn't stop reading. I bought a copy of Culty to go alongside my audiobook, which, fun fact, if my public libraries do not have audiobooks, even though I've graduated, for some reason I still have access to my university's library, so I get them to buy audiobooks for me. So they've been purchasing all of my Mariana Zapata books, so shout out to uh, my alma mater, much appreciate. <laughs> Thanks for uh, funneling all of these romance books into my hands. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly couldn't pick and I know that that, you know, makes me a loser, but the love hypothesis and culty were both so good for very different reasons. I loved them to pieces. Um, couldn't pick. Well, My least favorite. Hold on a second, because now you're, you mean, you're well, making me look like an asshole because I picked who sab. So let me, let me take a page out of Ava's book and let me just say that aside from ho sab, cause whatever, <laughs> My other favorite read of the month was Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood. So Allie, like, clearly had top marks 
in February. So anyways, Allie, go ahead. Allie, if you're listening, <laughs> this is an Allie Hazelwood stan account now. 100%. Um, we love you. Protect her at all costs. You. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So sorry. Go ahead. Your least favorite was? My least favorite was not to knock her twice. Damn. We really just like kick her when she's down. But L. Kennedy, girl, you did me so wrong with The Risk, the second book in the Briar U campus. Uh, granted, I did not read the first one, but these were all standalones in the sense that they were like genuinely standalone. So who gives a fuck? Um, and yeah, I fucking hated this book. Um, I made it 50% in only by like sheer will force power. Um, and even then it was, it was a rough time. It was like pulling teeth. Both (laughs) of the main characters were entirely... not only were they unremarkable they were actively dislikable in the fact that they really thought they were more than what they were um their personalities were about two inches deep which was not nearly enough to make up for the fact that the plot was i mean shit what plot actually now that i'm looking back at it i don't even know if there's anything that i can like put my (laughs) finger on so yeah no um I do not have time nor the energy to put up with such bullshit. That one should have stayed in the drafts. Um, To whoever edited this novel, I hope you have pursued a different career. Ideally one not in the humanities because you don't belong there. Um, And that is all. Yeah, no. Big no. Big, big no. Anyway, okay, so thus wraps up February. Happy February, everyone. Um, Let's talk a little bit about March. I don't know why I said that with such excitement. I think that March is the most (laughs) meh month of the year. I'm like, why is this even, honestly, why is this even a month? Just combine February and April. (laughs) Because, like, what's the point? I don't get it. Um... But for those of you who don't know, March, again, also, what is this prompt? The prompt for March is to read a book with a green cover in honors of St. Patrick's Day. Steph, can you please explain a little bit and dish on, like, why you thought St. Patty's Day was important enough to have, like, a prompt surrounded by it? Because I have personally never celebrated this day. Um, I know that you're more into, like, Irish and, like, Celtic things than I am. Um... But do you have any explanation? Because well, I know I'm throwing you I under think, the bus because well, you're the one I who made that, this problem. I think that this is probably one of the first times that I'm going to like sound extremely condescending in saying that I think it's because you're young. Um, because wow, and I say this, I say this because sadly you turned 21 in a fucking pandemic. Um, but like, listen. And listen, I have the best fucking 21st birthday. No, what? I'm no, I'm not I'm just ever. saying I'm saying not to not for me to also act like as if people don't drink underage. Um I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying uh, just legally Okay, I'm in advocating public, for that. Please normalize legally? alcohol. It is not a big deal. Well, I just mean legally <laughs> anyway. in public. In public in America, sadly, you can't still, drink again, until you are 21. But aside from of course the Celtic and the Irish thing, like I have Irish family, and ironically enough, like... Wait, you do? Yes, I do. Okay, I actually did not know this. Yes, my grandfather is Irish. His name is Clem. I'm... I'm Uh, His name is Clem? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. I'm putting this in your notes under the phone contact. So, I... So, so in theory, uh, it's always been a thing growing up that, like... And in all honesty, like, I think that it's a bigger deal outside of Ireland. Um, Like, just like Cinco de Mayo really isn't, like, a Mexican holiday. It's, like, an Americanized, bastardized, like, holiday. Um, (laughs) Right. But but St. Patrick's Day has always been, like, a big deal. Um, Just something that I loved because, number one, green is my favorite color. Um, But I used to go all out on St. Patrick's Day for, like, when I was in school and stuff, going full green, like, pinching bitches that, like, didn't give a fuck. Like, okay, yeah, you get a pinch, like, whatever. But in my 20s, um, we used to go balls to the wall for St. Patrick's Day. And I lived, so um, at that time I was teaching and I lived in the Baltimore area. And um, 
when it's cold as fuck, like there's nothing else for you to do other than like go to bars and <laughs> drink with your friends because you got to stay inside or whatever. Um, but there's this place for anybody who's local to the Baltimore area in downtown. It's called Power Plant. And um, it's kind of changed a lot <laughs> throughout the, the years. But 10, 15 years ago, there used to be like clusters of bars and you can go bar hopping in this little like district and even like in Fells Point and stuff. Um, and yeah, so like you just literally would just be drinking the whole fucking night and go to work probably still drunk. Um, so I always look to February and St. Pat or February to March and St. Patrick's Day with a lot of fondness, but also Mm. like mild nausea, like just thinking about like how freaking (laughs) wasted we were all the freaking time. Um, but like we would always, I mean, you would always look for reasons to drink because like February it's Mardi Gras typically because Easter was typically in March. So like Fat Tuesday and all that stuff, like we would go drinking for that. So like each month there was like something that you would find a reason to celebrate some obscure holiday, like breakfast for, Mm -hmm. or or breakfast for dinner day or ice cream for breakfast day or whatever the fuck it is. Like you would go and you have like boozy cocktail, like boozy shakes and stuff like that. Like any fucking reason. So anyway, yes. So that is one of the reasons why I always look with a lot of fondness, but I mean, who doesn't like a man with an accent or a woman with an accent either. So anywho's, this is why we went green for March. So enjoy, everybody. I love it. I I appreciate that. Um, I'm actually a big fan of. Oh, my God. What's that called? It's is it? It's not Irish cream unless it is. Yeah. Like Bailey's. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, thank Mm -hmm. you. I'm sorry. That's really embarrassing. I'm actually going to. Okay. It's not that I can't handle my liquor because I know I was just saying normalize alcohol. It's that I actually have not had enough to eat today. So the alcohol <laughs> has nowhere to go except for like just to be absorbed into my poor little brain, which already can't function. So I'm sorry, everyone. Um, no, but I love that. I, again, it is like, it's weird to turn 21 in the year of the pandemic. So like, for example, the county that I live in yesterday, they lifted the mask mandate for the first time in one year so I got to see people's faces because people are going without masks now and it's just like such a strange experience um because part of me almost can't remember a time before masks and then the other part of me like remembers it so viscerally um but part of the things that I remember before I get completely off topic is that St. Patrick's Day was really nothing that we ever like celebrated past kindergarten literally I mean like I remember my kindergarten teachers like making like cookies shaped like leprechauns and then that is it I mean we did not it was just not really a thing like this whole you're saying like ice cream for breakfast and now I'm gonna do that tomorrow morning um because that sounds amazing just to do like on a normal day see there I go with a burping again sorry everyone I should have um phone uh actual freaking food um anyway (laughs) anyway um yeah no it's just not something that we really did like pinching people was not like a thing I mean again like I lived in the era where it was like don't talk to people um unless you are definitely like sure that you want to talk to them um pinching people was for sure a no-brainer like absolutely do not do that um so, yeah, St. Patty's Day, not really a thing. Um, I don't. I'm sad don't get for you. It. That being said, I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> I am super excited for pick a green book day. Uh, <laughs> or a month. I mean, not month. That's what I mean. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, I'm so sorry. I was trying to text Steph for a brief minute there. So if it makes you feel any better, my brain was torn in two different directions. <laughs> Uh, No, I'm super excited because the prompt for March, which again, I forgot to mention. So again, rip my mind. Um, Pick a book with a green cover, which this is just a, I'm shouting out everyone. Okay. I'm shouting out all of you. This is a call out post. Please take pictures with your green books and tag us at Fandomtastic Pod 
on Instagram. We will be so excited to see that. We'll repost it in our stories, all of the things, but we're so excited. I want to, I'm so curious to know what everyone else is reading because obviously I know what Steph and I are reading or at least I know what I am reading stuff I have yet to see, <laughs> although I'm pretty sure that we're like kind of aligned um, because today Sourcebook sent me a beautiful package including the book Wicked Beauty by Katie Robert. For anyone who does not know, this is the third book in the Dark Olympus series. It features Helen, Patroclus, and Achilles. I almost said Apollo. How embarrassing. That's the next um, one, I think. I, bless, bless. <laughs> um, this book releases June 7th, so this is an arc, but if you look up the cover, it is a green cover, so this is 100% what I will be reading for March. I'm so, 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 so flipping excited. Not just because it's a threesome, but because, like, Katie Robert is quickly, like, outpacing a bunch of other romance authors. I mean, she is, like, incredible. I have not had any messes with Katie Robert. She's a badass, and I'm obsessed. Um, so that is what I'm planning to read for March. Please, if you are a patron, if you are a poster, public person, whatever, drop us a comment, drop us a DM, let us know what you're reading, uh, take a picture and tag us. I'd love to see it. We would love to see it. Um, and in the meantime, Steph, what are you planning on reading that has a green cover? So this is, a <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm already nervous. <laughs> okay. So... Obviously, it's it it is it's a little difficult to find a book that is like completely green. So obviously, we are okay right. with it being like primarily green. It can be like mint, <laughs> right? It doesn't have to be like Kelly green. Um, <laughs> but um, one is a book that we are going to be announcing in a couple of days. That is a read along. Um, and yes. if some folks are wanting to participate or are scared to participate or publicly post that they're participating, whatevs, whatever floats your boat. Um, but we are talking about, ironically, also Katie Robert um, reading The Dragon's Bride by um, Katie Robert. And it is... Wow, we weren't supposed to spoil it. I specifically told you even before this episode to keep it secret. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. Oh, well. Well, there we go. <laughs> Our patrons will Secrets get it out, first. everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, because listen, listen, speaking of spoilers, no spoilers, freaking Hosab, like my brain is still on Hosab and I'm thinking, don't spoil Hosab. Me? I'm not thinking <laughs> like, don't spoil read and challenge, read along. Um, but aside from the blank, 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 even though you guys already know, um... <laughs> The other book that has a green cover that I am excited to reread is The Master, The Master by Cressley Cole. And um, it's a mm, definitely an erotic romance and <laughs> it's a standalone, um, but it's Russian mafia bros. Um, <laughs> so each book is a different brother and... Um, Wait, what's it called? The Hold on. I'm adding it right now. <laughs> the Master by Kel Cressley Cole. Um, you had me at Russian bros. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, it's primarily, like, just straight sex. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Um, just filthy talking uh, mm -hmm. Russian mafia boss with a heart of gold. Uh <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> not really um and it's it, so it's got a romantic suspense vibe to it as well because the heroine is kind of on the run um from mm -hmm. her crazy ex-husband and um yeah i mean it's a lot a lot of shenanigans but she <laughs> she was working as like uh, like a like a house cleaner um and made friends like with a call girl and she was like you should try this like you can make like a lot of money and and so like the one and only time that she decides to give it a go she she meets the russian guy and then they pretty much just like <laughs> stay together the whole book Ooh. and it's fine like it's great it's it's really great but like he ends up like <laughs> 
kind of keeping her hostage. Like, I'm like trying to tread very lightly because in all honesty, like it sounds super problematic, but I promise that it's written in a way that it is not like (laughs) she's the woman is the the, the woman. Wow. The heroine is very self-sufficient and strong and like does not let him push her over at all. Like, so it's great. And she's like this fiery Latina, like. It's great. Ooh. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, So it's a vibe. I love it. And then he ends up like taking her as his date to his brother's wedding. And oh there are God. shenanigans. Yeah. So she like sees snow for the first time. Cause I'm pretty sure I think it's in Nebraska. And um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's really great. It's entertaining if nothing else. Um, okay. But super filthy. Um. It's great. Bless. It's great. So that is my other non-read-along book with a green cover. There are quite a few other books with green covers. Um, another one is... A- I have some. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go first. Well, no, I was just going... I was only going to suggest one that I had already suggested in a previous month, which was um, Juniper Hill by Devney Perry. Oh, yeah. Uh, that okay. I mean, that whole cover is freaking green. But anyways, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, because I never see anyone talking about these on Bookstagram, and it kind of makes me, makes me a little bit sad, um, but before she wrote Dark Shores, before she wrote The Bridge Kingdom, Danielle Jensen wrote a YA series, so I'm going to say, yes, it's YA, but if you're in the mood for YA, it's so good. The Stolen Songbird is the first book. Danielle Jensen, so good. It is basically, it's very similar to Akatar in the sense that there's an entire people who have been cursed. They have to live under the mountain before anyone goes, oh my God, she plagiarized Akatar. Incorrect. I want to say this book came out the same year as Akatar, so it's basically impossible that she could have plagiarized Akatar. Um, cursed people are a relatively common theme throughout mythology, so no need to accuse her of anything. Um, But there's a cursed prince. There's a woman with a uh, beautiful voice who has to come in and basically save the day. Like I said, it is YA, but again, this is Danielle Jensen. She can get away with anything. I'm fucking obsessed with her. Um, Stolen Songbird by Danielle Jensen. So, so, so good. Um, And then also Jade City by um, Fonda Lee. This was one of the books that I told myself I was going to read for January and I ended up following through and doing it and I'm so pleased that I did because I fucking fell in love with this entire series. Um, The Jade, well it's technically called the Greenbone Saga so hint hint nudge nudge please read. Um, It is literally green. Um, But the first book, again, green cover. It's so good. It is an urban fantasy that follows a basically like gangster slash mafia um, family who run the city informally. Um, they have superpowers that are given to them by Jade, which in this, it's a second world fantasy, but again, it is urban. So it's like Crescent City where it's not earth, but they have like electricity and shit. Um, and it's just like, (laughs) I can't, I can't think about the books without getting a little bit weepy because they're so good. The family, the politics, the romance. Um, there are definitely sex scenes. So if you're like, I can't read a book that doesn't have sex scenes, you will be pleased. There are indeed sex scenes. They're not, you know, necessarily like romance sex scenes in the sense that, you know, they kind of formulate particular plot points, but they're definitely there. They are good. There's for sure romance, although again, it kind of borders more on the, like the political implications of the romance, um, than the actual like steam and physicality of it. But it truly is one of the best and most, like, mind-bogglingly in-depth series that I've ever read in my entire life. I cannot recommend this book enough. Um, I bought the third book from the library because, I'm sorry, I rented the third book from the library because I was trying to be responsible, but then I went out and bought a copy because my brain is, like, dead. It's so good. (laughs) So those are my recommendations for... Um, at least the first book. It is, I, again, please, I beg of you, anyone who's read this, come into my DMs. I want to talk about it. It's so fucking amazing. Diversity, queer, um, again, like gangster family. Does it get any better? The women are freaking incredible. The men are like 
I mean, some of them are like ooey gooey, like I just want to give them hugs. And then others I'm like, oh my God, like, sir, (laughs) (laughs) like I just need to be like fanning myself in this moment, but it's fine. Um, So yeah, please, please check out this series. It's underrated. It's underhyped, but it's so, so good. Um, And I admire Fonda Lee for writing it in the first place. It's amazing. And also, if anybody's looking for a reason to do an Akatar reread, technically the recover, the rebrand of the series, Akamath is green. Um, If anybody feels so inclined to jump back into, like, if you're in a book hangover, I get it with Hosab. Want to jump in an Akamath? That is green as fuck. So. It's true. uh, And obviously we will do kind of what we've been doing every month where on our Instagram at Fantastic Pod, we will put a question box up. People can make suggestions, recommendations for books that'll fit each month's prompt and we'll save them in a story highlight. So um, don't feel bad if you are like, oh, I don't remember what they were talking about or you don't feel like looking in the show notes or anything like that. You can always go to our Instagram and find some uh, recs for each prompt. So each month definitely because we always we forget too. like while we're recording we're like oh there was 100%. one more that i wanted to mention and i completely forgot um but yeah but again if you really want to stretch and be like oh the font is green on this we'll let it go so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially absolutely. if it's a book that you really like want to read at the beginning of this episode <laughs> we're super freaking flexible yeah super flexible so don't worry Okay, we are going to begin the wrapping up of this episode. Well, actually, I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steph, are there any but bo- I'm sorry. I really thought that I was going in the right direction. But Steph, are there any books outside of the Readtastic prompt that you want to read for March? Um, I'm probably going to do a lot of rereads in March, to be perfectly honest, Um, because I have mm-hmm. a lot of travel in March happening. Um, I am going to Disney the, on the 8th and then like literally two days after I get home, I then go to, um, Arizona. I was was about to say Australia. I wish, um, I'm going to Arizona for the week because we are doing the bookish box curators retreat, which is really exciting. So I'm probably just going to be doing a lot of rereads in March, to be perfectly honest, I'm sure Hosab will be one of them That's because fair. I already want to reread it and I'm not done with it yet. So, yeah. What about you? Do you have anything other than the huge? I want to keep rereading. I'm sorry, not rereading, but reading <laughs> Mariana Zapata. I said rereading because there's a good chance that I'll reread Culty or like at least re-listen <laughs> to it. There's a really good chance that I will. Um, I definitely want to finish Leviathan Wakes. There's honestly a good chance that I won't. It's like 600 pages, so I probably won't finish it by the end of February. So hopefully I will finish that by the end of March. I also received a book that is too far away for me to like leave in front of like I can't leave my mic and go grab it. But I want to say the book is titled Something Wild and Wicked. I will put it in the show notes so you can look at it. But it's a sapphic Gatsby retelling. And I was just like, holy fuck. Okay, I'm here for it. Um, so I'm really excited to read that. Probably going to be rereading a lot because the last book in the Chorus of Dragons series, um, which begins with the Ruin of Kings, for those of you who aren't familiar, but you have maybe heard me talking about this all the time. How could you not? I talk about it literally every single day. Um, that comes out in April and the books are huge. So I'm going to try to reread them before the fifth one comes out. Um, so yeah, I imagine that's what I will be doing. Um... Hopefully, I get a chance to read Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood, but honestly, that might be a February read because I'm pretty sure that novella is like three hours long via audio. And it's really considering I listen at two times speed, that's gonna be like an hour for me. Yeah. Um, so there's a good chance that that will just be a February read. Um, but that's just on my immediate TBR. As for the rest of it, I have a feeling it's going to be mood reads. Um, but we will definitely keep you updated as to what we're reading and especially what else we find with green covers. I have a feeling this is going to be a good chance to uh, reread Air of Fire. What do you think, Steph? Oh, it's always a good time to read Air of Fire. It's true. I will make Air of Fire fit into every prompt if I have to. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, Hosab fit the foodie because I'm pretty sure that this is not a spoiler that um, Randall's chocolate croissants comes up multiple times in the book. Correct. You're right. I feel like we could even like we can make any Sarah J. Mass book fit any of the prompts. (laughs) So, yeah. It's true. Oof, air fire, man. Oh, I love that book so much. I know. I know. My feels. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> okay. Um, just to let everyone know, in terms of speaking of Hosab, so the next episode, the next full-length episode, and not, if you're a patron, not the next bony, but the next full episode that you can look forward to will be a House of Sky and Breath episode. So please do look forward to that. Um, obviously, one episode is not enough to dish on the entirety of Hosab, unless we made that episode, like, 12 hours long, which we're not going to do because that sounds painful for you. It sounds painful for us. But in, in instead of doing like several episodes, which we've done in the past, um, and obviously we'll talk about HOSAB, you know, several times, but we're going to do a full, full HOSAB episode. And then we are also going to talk about HOSAB live on Instagram. Um, the date is to be revealed. And when I say revealed, I mean, Steph and I are going to have to look at our schedules and see <laughs> when, we when everything aligns, because <laughs> honest to God, who knows at this point, it's just really a toss up. Um, but you can expect that. So stay tuned, check out our Instagrams most likely. Well, you can find all of that information at Fantastic Pod on Instagram. That's where we'll be posting the first uh, pieces of information as soon as we have them. Um, it will be... To the best of our ability, spoiler free, um, but I'm not necessarily going to guarantee spoilers right now because who knows, maybe we won't, we won't be able to do an Instagram live until like the end of March and hopefully everyone has like read it by then. So who's to say? Obviously. We'll, we'll keep you updated right. with all of the details. We'll, we'll make, we will spoiler tag it if it is spoilery. Absolutely. Um, and I'm yeah. sure that it'll be difficult to talk about that book without talking some spoilers. Um Definitely. So. Think of it kind of like our Akasif lives where it's like we talked about it, but like you can still enjoy the book if you haven't read it, but also maybe you should read it before you listen. Um, so yeah, that would be the vibe. Uh, next piece of housekeeping that I want to add is that if you are listening to our episodes publicly, A, we love and adore you. B, thank you so much for listening. Our uh, Your support of this podcast means the world to us, and we are just so grateful and appreciative that you have stuck it out this long. Um, we did want to let you know that March will be our hiatus between seasons two and three, which can we just like take a minute? Steph, Phantomtastic is about to be three seasons old. Whoop, whoop. I know. I can't believe it. I'm honestly shook. Um, so if you are public and listening to these without, you know, being part of our Patreon. Um, just expect that there will be no episodes for the month of March other than March 4th, which will be our host app episode. That's when that goes live. Uh, but we will be back in April. We have a lot of exciting content and I know for a fact that it's exciting content because I've been working on the schedule for so long. (laughs) Um, so yeah, get hyped because it's going to be amazing. We have a lot of exciting read-alongs that are coming, a lot of exciting author guests who are coming, some familiar faces and some new faces. So you're definitely not going to want to miss out. Um, if you are part of our Patreon, you can expect a single episode a week. Uh, we would not leave y'all hanging. We definitely have some exciting topics to talk about. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good. And Steph completely spilled the beans on what our next read along was going to be. I had planned for that to go live on February 25th, but whatever. Unless you uh, wanted February to, 25th, unless you wanted to, unless like, you unless you, to. you, you tuned, you tuned it out and then you forgot in which case that's okay. True. It'll be revealed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Expect the like IRL reveal, including dates and times and all of these things. On February 25th, we will be reading Katie Roberts' The Dragon's Bride. This is my first uh, like toe that is being dipped into monster fucking. So So here we go. It's going to be a good time. I mean, granted, I'm sadly, I can't like be like, oh, I've read it. And so I can like hold your hand through it. It's like (laughs) (laughs) we're going in blind. Yeah, we are. And it's like, hopefully it's not terrible. You know what it is? (laughs) You know what it is? 
It's that scene in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they dive out of the plane together. That's us. I mean, do they dive out of the plane together so much as one by one? Well, kind of both, but whatever. Okay. I'm going to say together for the purposes of this episode, okay? So that's that. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a good time, everybody, for sure. And also, side note, if you have not joined our Patreon, you've never done our Patreon, and you're like, what what the hell is that? Um, there is actually quite a bit of bonus content that has been previously posted, aside from, of course, all of our like Zoom recordings, like our video recordings that you can watch that we've done when we've hosted um, our author guests, but also a ton of bonus episodes that will tie you over whenever we don't have public content going on. So, and in case you wanted sure. to check that out, it's patreon.com slash fantastic. So, yeah. Um, the rates begin at $10 a month. You can cancel and join again at any time, depending on what you're interested in. We do host, um, Gosh, what are those called? Happy Hour Lives. Um, and especially shout out to Patreon member Bailey. We love you, Bailey. Um, because we're definitely going to be doing some featured drinks in upcoming happy hours. So definitely stay tuned for those. We just have a lot of exciting news and content coming up that we can't wait to reveal to all of y'all. Um, if not, if the Patreon is not your jam at this time, no worries. Look forward to hearing more of our voices in the next HOSAB episode, and then we'll see you in April. Yeah. <sighs> no days off. Um, <laughs> no days, no days <laughs> Literally. off for us, So, but it's all good. But anyways, yes, as Ava said to mirror what she said, thanks so much for your support and for dealing with us for the last three seasons. And obviously, stay tuned for the HOSAB episode. I'm sure a lot of you are still reading. I was reading super slow too. So hopefully nobody gets spoiled before they finish reading HOSAB, but, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So we'll see. But anyways, thanks so much for listening. And Ava, why don't you send everybody off? Don't let the hard days win. That's right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.